0: Hey queen, and yes, I mean queen. Did you know that in chess, the most powerful piece that each player has is the queen is defined as the girl who's very important or successful at something. One who inherits the position by right of birth. I think it's crazy how all of these things are describing you. Just replace your name with queen in each of those statements and you'll see what I'm talking about. You defy the odds of what everyone thinks about you just by waking up every morning you've gone through and still go through is something to be proud of. But if I'm being honest, sometimes wearing the crown is exhausting, and that's okay. I'm here to unpack with you, so let's talk about it. Story time. So we all know I do not like my job. (laughs) It's something I've made very clear on this podcast and every conversation I have about jobs, (laughs) but if it was up to me, I wouldn't leave for any random reason. I wouldn't just walk in there and say, I quit. Although I've had that (laughs) in my mind, I wouldn't actually go through with it. The way I got my job was extremely lucky, but I think I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me start from the beginning. I work at a retail store and when I got hired, It was right after holiday season, so maybe mid-January. Nowhere is hiring at this time, okay? Really think about it. And any seasonal employees are just getting laid off. (laughs) I was talking to my spiritual father, and he randomly said that I should talk to one of my friends and apply to where she works at. So I did exactly that. I hit her up. I said, hey, um is your store hiring? Um, I really need a job. And my spiritual father told me that I should call you. And she said, we're actually not hiring, but I'm super close with the hiring manager. So I'll put in a good word for you. I'm going to send you a link, just fill it out and tell me when you're done. I'll do the rest. I said, okay, that's pretty easy. Sure. So she sent me the link. I filled it out. I told her and she said, okay, I got it from here. Right. Then um, about like a week later she hits me up and she's like, Yeah, you pretty much got the job. Um, she she says just fill out the forms that come to your email and then call her and you're good. So I was like, Oh <laughs> Okay, that was fast. So I did exactly that. (laughs) I went to my email. I filled out all the forms. It took forever, and there were so many forms, so many things to read through. (laughs) But I did everything, and then I texted the number, which was the hiring manager. And I was like, yeah, um... My friend told me that she put in a good word for me. She said to call you, you know, all that stuff. She said, yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. Um, Are you finished with everything? Come in tomorrow. I was like, okay, sure. So I came in the next day. um, We was talking. We was laughing. She was super, super cool. She was telling me how close she was to my friend. So I was like, oh, well, I'm lucky. (laughs) And then at the end of the interview, she basically told me, Well, actually, she literally told me these exact words. She said, um, well, you got the job. Unless you're an axe murderer, you know, we'll have to see the results. But I don't think you are, so you got the job. Just wait for my call. I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I was really surprised. I know I'm not an ax murderer. So basically that meant I'm literally about to start working. I haven't worked for like two years now, you know? And so I was was like, wow, I got the job. (laughs) I told my family, I told my spiritual father. I basically told everyone that was close to me. I was like, yeah, I got a job. You know, I sounded super excited. And I wasn't like excited about getting the job. I was just excited at the fact that I would be getting money consistently. (laughs) I was working there for like it was a week. I was working there for about a week. And then after that week, I called the office and I was like, hey, um, I didn't get my schedule for next week. Can somebody tell me what my schedule is? And they just, they put me on hold for a long time. And then they come and they kind of sound like they're confused, (laughs) like they're questioning something. And they're like, yeah, um, we can't find your name on the schedule. And I was like, well, oh, maybe it's because I'm new. (laughs) You know, maybe something happened. They're like, oh, um, it seems like you're not in the system at all. It's almost as if, you know, you're not there. It would have just said new hire or something like that, but they say you're not even here. Like it's as if, no, we don't even know you. And guess what? <laughs> Can anyone guess what happened? Apparently the hiring manager went on a vacation right before I started working there. So she didn't put in the information that the system needed to know about me before leaving. And it ended up auto-terminating me. (laughs) Yup. I've never heard anything like that before. So when she got back in town, she called me and she told me everything that happened in detail. And then she told me, I have to start that whole process all over again. I know. (laughs) And this process took three months. Yes, it took three months. I'm exaggerating because it was like the end of January. It's probably like the last week of January that this happened. And I got the job back um, a little bit after my birthday. My birthday is March 2nd. So, yes, it was three months, but mm, it wasn't at the same time. It was more like a month. But still, it felt like a long time because I wasn't getting money when I thought I would be getting money. So... <laughs> It was really bad, okay? It was three months, and I didn't go back until March, but guess what happened in March? The shutdown of the world. Yes. (laughs) As soon as I came back to work, I was probably working for about two weeks, and then we were all forced to stay inside. (laughs) And then when we came back to work, it was the end of May, So it's like this crazy thing happened. Imagine me walking in there and just saying, I quit. After all that happened, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I may not like it there, but I'm not leaving unless I'm rich, okay? (laughs) Okay, that was an insane story. How I got there in the first place was just, it was insane. And if God wanted me to leave, I think he'll make it very clear. He would have to make it crystal clear for me to leave that place. This was insane, and this was just as crazy as the rest of the year. But we'll get back to that in a minute. For now, I know we can all say it together. Tragic. (laughs) What's going on, Queen Crew? I hope you guys are doing amazing. This year, like I said, has been insane. And I didn't realize that this was going to be our last Video before the year is over. So I'm gonna try to make it a good one. Tell me what you think. (laughs) But, anyways, this year has been insane. A lot of crazy things happen. And I know you're thinking of all the crazy things that happen. I went through this thing called love. Yep, (laughs) it caught me. The relationship I was in taught me so many things I didn't know before or care about before. This is the first time I dealt with the low of heartache while also dealing with the high of being in love. The scary thoughts of them leaving you and not loving you for real, you know? You wanting to be all that they want you to be but feeling like you're not enough and you're never going to be enough, you know? fighting for the relationship even when it seems like you don't really know what you're fighting for exactly or if it'll even work. It's like there's this person and you all of a sudden wanna do everything for that person. You always wanna see them smile. You always want them to give you attention. Every single time their attention is on anything other than you, it's like, why? No, look at me. (laughs) It's like, ugh, all these uncomfortable emotions that you don't really normally deal with is just there. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Why do relationships feel like you're blindfolded the entire time just doing things (laughs) to see what works and what doesn't work, you know? To me, it's kind of like a dance, you know? Sometimes you two are professionals, but you're dancing to two different songs together and it's not working. Sometimes one is a dancer and the other isn't. Sometimes both of you guys aren't dancers. Basically, the relationship doesn't work unless you guys find the rhythm together. Love is, to me at least, honestly the scariest thing. Being a relationship, ugh, it's so scary. (laughs) It's so ghetto. I would not recommend. (laughs) I'm just playing, but relationships are not for the weak. Another insane thing was there was this global pandemic. Most of us didn't even know what that meant before it happened. We all had to quarantine, which is also another word that people did not know before it happened. I seen this meme, (laughs) it was so funny. It said, remember when your mom used to say, outside ain't going nowhere? look at us now. (laughs) I was crying. (laughs) Everyone appreciates being able to leave whenever they want to now without a mask, okay? We appreciate those times before, we miss them. The new forced isolation caused loneliness and all these mental illnesses that just went crazy to everyone, myself included. Or did I struggle with some serious suicidal thoughts? I went through a whole depression, you know, and my panic attacks came back this year, so that sucks. (laughs) Nearly not as much as before, because when I used to get them, it was bad and it was a lot. (laughs) So it wasn't as much as before, but it still sucks. I think the problem that I have is that I think I'm not enough or something, I don't know. (laughs) The way that people make you feel is always just terrible. Like why are people so mean and selfish? No regard for anyone around them, honestly. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) another thing was that there was this high of racial injustice, oh my goodness. It's like, it's been there since the beginning, but There was like this huge movement this year, like the entire world was rallying up against the same thing at the same time. I don't think that's ever happened before. You know, as you guys may or may not know, I say it all the time, I grew up extremely privileged. I didn't grow up in the hood, but I did go to white school, so I did have to deal with the racists. I've dealt with my racist people You know, I've had those moments, a lot of them, but it wasn't nearly as much as this year. (laughs) I've never been so proud to be black. (laughs) Times are crazy, okay? One thing that was really good was I came out with my podcast. I was super excited, but the whole situation was super, super scary. It came out of nowhere and it came out super, super quickly. As soon as I got the idea, I gave myself a month to do everything so that I could launch it. And I did launch it in that month. I just wanted to show myself I could do it, you know? I never go through with things. So I was like, you know what, I think I could do this. You have time, it's fresh, nobody knows about it. You could do this. So I came out with it. It was my story that I put out for people to hear and judge, (laughs) so much pressure. What would people think of me? you know, Is my content even good to begin with? I didn't really have any help. Like there were people here and there. you know it's like, oh if I if you weren't here, I wouldn't be able to do it without you, but in its fullness, I pretty much did everything by myself in the beginning. You know? the very first episode, I recorded it a total of seventeen times <laughs> I just, I did not do it that many times, but I did do it a lot of times, okay? The day that I came out with the first episode, I just sat in my bed like, oh my goodness, it's out. It's real. People know about it. People are probably listening to it now as I speak. I was so scared. But that day in the midst of, you know, me thinking about everything, one of my friends, she was like, oh, I think I'm going to plan a launch party for you. Let's do that. It was so sweet. I was like, oh, that was, that was so sweet. And the whole day, I was so nervous. She's like, yeah, we're going to have food. We're going to have fun. We're going to play music. And then we're going to listen to your podcast. I was like, oh, everything sounded good up until that point. I don't want everyone to listen to it while I'm there. How scary. You know, and I was so nervous all day. I was just nervous and then when it got to the the time we we're at the party we we're having fun and then she's like all right we're going to listen to the podcast now i was like oh my heart dropped everyone around me just listening to it the entire time i'm just sitting there looking at people like what are their reactions what are they going to say <laughs> i was so scared but after when everything was done you know the episode was done everyone was clapping you know, they're like, oh, this was great. They gave me feedback. It was all good things. Nothing was bad. But when I got home, though, I cried, okay? <laughs> I cried and I cried and I cried some more. I don't even know why I was crying that much, but I was also, like, shaking as I was crying. So it was probably a panic attack or something. That's just great. The worst thing that happened was my grandma died. This was really crazy for me because me and mostly everyone who knew her kind of viewed her as immortal. <laughs> she never aged. She remained the same my entire life. So when she died, it kind of made death real to me. Like it was the first time someone close to me died. It was so real. If it can happen to her, it can happen to anyone. And that's how I felt. I learned about prayer from this woman. I learned about being a prayer warrior from this woman. And the amount of love that lived in her heart was crazy to me. And no one will admit it, but I was definitely her favorite. I'm convinced that she loved me more than my own parents did. I wanted her to be there when I got a degree. I wanted her to be there when I got my first million dollars. I wanted her to be there to see me walk down the aisle. When I heard the news, I didn't cry, not immediately. I actually didn't cry until the wake. I was kind of in shock. (laughs) It's like I didn't feel anything at all. And the funeral, oh, my goodness. That was the saddest thing I've ever been to in my life. The way I cried, you would think she was my best friend. She was one of the closest people to my heart. Everything felt like it was too late. I was like, oh, my goodness, I took too long to do anything. Because now anything I do, she's not going to see it. And she was one of the people I wanted to be on the front lines, because I know she was always rooting for me. She was always praying for me, always. What made it even worse was that there was no one there with me. There was no one to give me a hug, no one to comfort me. Everyone around me was either hurting as well or couldn't be there for me at the moment. The situation was just tragic and It was hands down the worst thing that happened this year. I'm sure you guys can fill in the blank with a bunch of insane things that happened to you guys this year. But if there's one lesson, one thing that I think we all can agree we learned from this year was to seize the moment. Carpe diem, which (laughs) that means to seize the moment or seize the day. One thing that's for sure is that tomorrow is not promised. One day you're here and the next you're not. Things come and go and that can be you. So what did you do today? What are you doing to live every minute like it's your last right now? If you love someone, say that. If you're upset at something, say that. If you have unresolved problems that you have the control to fix, then fix them. Don't lose a good thing because of your emotions. Don't keep a bad thing because of your emotions. I know we get caught up in the moment and in situations and we fixate all of our attention to that instead of living every day like it's our last. Imagine this. Let's say God himself came down to you and said that you have five days until it's your last day. How would you live then? What would you do? As this year is coming to an end, let's live every day like it's our last. Hash up things with an enemy. Let go of the negativity and toxicity in your life. Do something on your bucket list. Make a bucket list if you don't have one. Live every day like it's your last. Because tomorrow's not promised. Carpe diem. Love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Queens. I want to know how it made you feel. And be honest. Or maybe you want to ask me a question. Or leave a topic for me to talk about. I want it all. And I'm here for you. So hit me up. I want you to remember this. Wearing the crown does get heavy, but stand strong with your head up high and do it with confidence. There's purpose in your pain, and I'm so proud of you for moving forward. I love you. Until next time.